Welcome to the Nate Hate Show. I'm your hateful host. Ugh. Yeah. Never doing that again. Never, ever doing that again. Sorry about that. Um, I guess I'll just jump right into it. That seems to be the best way to do it. Uh, you know what? You really probably couldn't rule the world so efficiently. It People have too many little like weird rule like even if they're not gonna like try and kill you to get like control let's pretend that's not gonna happen like if you did control the world what the fuck are you gonna serve on like big holidays because like the jews and the fucking muslims they can agree on like one thing is that they're not gonna eat pork but then on the other hand you have like indian people that are afraid of seeing a cow get punched in the face and then you come to America, and then there's a bunch of idiots that are like, oh, I don't want to eat gluten or, like, whatever the fuck. I feel like that would be your biggest struggle is uh, definitely the food and not the uh, everybody asking. So when you're getting rid of them and me having to say, oh, get rid of the Jews later. Just shut up. I have a plan. Fucking Judaism, it's actually pretty weird. It's an ethnicity and a religion, and uh, it sucks at being both of them. And most of the shit that the Jews said in the Torah, it seems, was more based on, like, just, it seems like religion, all religion, but, I mean, Judaism is really probably the first one. I don't fucking know if that's true, but I'm going to say it like it's a fact, and you're going to accept it, because this is a podcast, and I don't get fact-checked unless I want to be. And, uh, anyways, I don't really think that they were trying to say, like, uh, the truth of how the world was created. I feel like they're really trying to set more of a moral guide of how we were supposed to live. I feel like that's especially true with Christianity and you're not supposed to take it literally. But the issue is, uh, you morons are taking it literally and not taking the moral lessons from it and still being dog shit people. And, uh, it's pretty fucking interesting. Jordan Peterson said that you can't just say what you believe in. But your actions determine what you actually believe in. And I like that because that means a big portion of you morons. Oh, nice. Calling you guys stupid and I can't even get my words out right. Well, that means you morons don't really believe in God. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I know you don't. But if you're one of the maybe two people that do that are listening to this, you don't really believe in God unless you're Josiah. But you guys go around acting like insane people. And not insane people, but you go around acting like selfish people and just like normal, which I mean, I don't have any issue against because I do that too, but I don't claim to believe in a God. You go around not doing godly actions, doing a bunch of shit that if uh, God was standing right there, you would not be doing. And you think that just because you fucking say I believe in God and whenever you go to the pearly gates of heaven, you're going to fucking just slide on in. Well... I mean, it's pretty clear in the Bible that that would not be the case. And uh, I I think I already might have went over this last time or maybe on my story or some shit. But I don't know, remember the exact passage in the Bible. But it says, if you're lukewarm, God will spit you out. Basically, that means, listen to me, preacher Nathan. But basically, that means, like, there is no in-between. Like, the Westboro Baptist Church is saying what God wants them to say. Like, going out and being like, God hates faggots. There's no, like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I accept gay people because... No, you're not a Christian then, because that's really... I mean, that's... At the depth of it is, like... 
No, okay. I feel like there's. Let me make a make a clarification right now. Whenever I'm saying you're not a Christian, it's not because I'm saying you you don't actually believe in that. I'm just saying that you don't actually morally follow the same like code as what Christianity stands for and what it's there for. And I mean, there most of these things could be explained away. Like whenever you stop looking at it as a literal story and look at it as a moral basis, like why would a Jew say that they couldn't eat pork? Like why would he cut off like one animal? Is it because it was dirty? Maybe, but that's probably, that seems more like a early understanding of bacteria of like pigs roll around in their own shit and they would eat pigs and then they would get like swine flu or some sort of, animal sickness related to that and then they're like put it in the torah or the bible well the torah is just pretty much the old testament but put it in there like do not eat pigs they're filthy they're not of god and that would that'd be like oh okay that makes sense and like god plaguing somebody a group of people like yeah maybe that was it or maybe it was a actual like pandemic and it was just a bunch of people that didn't have any way to defend themselves like if you were a Native American in the time that people were coming over and becoming Americans and you saw 95% of your people getting wiped out by smallpox and measles, you might have thought that that was an act of God and that if you were writing the Bible then, you would say that God punished you guys with the plague and only left this, a certain few alive that were worthy. I mean, does, does that not make more sense to you than... A god fucking putting a plague on people. Like, no, you, they just didn't understand germ theory. Like, someone had to explain it to them. But, I mean, that's pretty good that they had that much. And, like, saying, I don't know all the fucking... I haven't read the entire Bible, obviously. But, like, whenever it says something about, like, washing your hands or, like, not shitting where you eat, which sounds like it's just a funny saying, but that's, like, actually something you would want to do is not shit in the same building as you're trying to eat. That's why they probably made outhouses and shit is because before people would just shit wherever on the ground, like they do still in mainland China and they would just not clean it up and have the streets dirty as fuck. And people probably got sick and people probably fucking die. I personally, I think that's how you get diseases. Like a, by the way, let me say right now, if it's not obvious, I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, but I feel like that's probably why you get crazy diseases in Africa, like Ebola, where you bleed out of every single one of your orifices is by just being around a bunch of shit and like not drinking good water and stuff. I don't know though, obviously fucking there's a, there's a really funny story in the Bible that if it was literal, then everybody that claims to be a Christian needs to know about it. It's Elisha and the she bears. There is this, uh, this bald dude named Elisha, I want to say he was like the prophet of Elijah or something, but he was walking through the woods in fucking Jew land Israel or whatever the fuck they're at. And there's like a bunch of kids that are sitting there ridiculing him, like, go up, baldy, and like saying, basically, you're bald and ugly, and you should die because of it, because we hate you, and we hate all bald people, so don't feel too left out. And... What does Elisha do as a man of God, a prophet of God? I mean, it makes sense if he was like, uh, you know what? Get out of here, stupid kids. I'm not going to pay any attention to you. 
pay you no mind. I will bid you adieu. Go on your way. He wouldn't have said adieu because he's not a French faggot. But anyways, that's what a normal person would have done. No, Elijah prayed to God and said, God, come on now. Do what you got to do. And so God, being God, did what he had to do. He played a little ball. Yeah. He sent down two she bears and they uh they killed all of the kids. Uh all of them. Yeah. So I people people try to make a I guess they try and look at the Old Testament and New Testament as like different gods. Because in the Old Testament God was fucking funny. It was like, hey, you follow my lead and leave this city and don't even look back. Do not even look back. I swear to fucking God, if you look back, you're going to... No, I should have said I swear to me. Damn it. Missed opportunity. But, um... Oh, that threw my fucking focus off. I don't know why I did that. Elisha and the she-bears. The guy sending them down to kill the kids. Yeah, they killed all the kids. Um... Oh, fuck. I was talking about Old Testament gods and the swear to me thing. See, guys, I'm getting a little better at this, but, uh, god damn it. No way. I just lost it like that again. Old Testament God's different than New Testament God. Yeah, he said, don't look back. Uh, the dude's wife looked back and he turned her into a fucking pillar of salt. <laughs> and she, she didn't, she didn't come back. Or anything. She was just gone. And everyone was like, oh, well, there's mom. She shouldn't have looked back. Fucking. Oh, I just had another one on my. Oh, yeah, Job. There's an entire chapter in the Bible that is goddamn hilarious. Me damn hilarious. Fucking. It's called Job. It looks like. I think it's Jobs or Job, but it's actually pronounced Job. And uh, that's a story about a dude named Job that is so in love with God that he does all of his like prayers, all of his sacrifices, all that shit God needs. Cause also remember you don't sacrifice the animals and God's going to, you know, like kill you and your entire crew. But, um, he's sitting there doing everything the godly way, you know, chilling. And somehow it, the Bible fails to mention that God sometimes is like hanging out with Satan because in this book of the Bible, it talks about Satan and God hanging out and Satan making a bet with God. Like, basically, I bet I could ruin this dude's life to the point that he does not fuck with you anymore. And God's like, no, that's Job. That's my son. And so, you, let me don't cut me off here assuming that he's like, no, you can't. Don't touch my son. I'll fuck you up, Satan, if you touch him. No, God's like, but I will take that action. And he fucking... He does the unthinkable, and he kills all of Job's animals. And he's a herder, so that's kind of a big deal. It's like a used car salesman getting all of his fucking pieces of shit towed away because he's found out that they... Everyone found out that he's rolling the odometers back and claiming that they're a different mileage. Used carsmanship... Used car... God damn it, I'm a fucking moron. Sorry. Used carsman... Used carsman. <sighs> Sorry. Gotta give myself a slap. Use car salesman shit. Was that so hard, jackass? No, it wasn't, Nathan. Okay. But it'd be like if someone took away that used car salesman's merchandise, his garbage cars, and fucking 
just left him there and was like, well, we'll see how he does. And uh, Job, I guess, he's pretty understanding. Like, he doesn't blame God. He's just like, God, uh, my animals all died. I, I love you. It'd be awesome if you could help me out. If not, I understand. But uh, I still love you. And Satan's like, whatever, nigga. I mean, like, yeah, he still loves you after he took his animals. But, I mean, what would happen if he, like, took his wife or took his son? And so God naturally made his son super sick. <laughs> and uh, Job is, like, sitting there praying. He's like, God, uh, hey, me again. Uh, I was the animal guy. I didn't really like the animal thing, but now my son is sick. Is are you? It's like, are you mad at me? Because it seems like you might be a little bit mad at me. And God is like, no, my son, I love you. Uh, I'm going to keep on, like, loving you. Keep going. And keep praying me. Pray. Oh, nice one, jackass. Keep praying me. Keep praising me. And uh, we won't have any issues. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Keep praying. Or, I'm not even going to fucking do that. <laughs> keep praising. It's fine. I'll keep doing it. And uh, God's like, all right, good. And Satan's like, yeah, I mean, he took his son away, but, like, he definitely wouldn't worship you if, like, you fucked him up. And God is like, what do you mean if I fucked him up? I already fucked his son up, and I fucked up his, like, all his money. Like, how else could I do it? He's like, I mean, but he, yeah, hey, God. See, Satan's a Jew. That's why he got sent to hell. He's like, hey, God. Uh, yes, maybe. I'm not going to do a Jewish impersonation. I'm sorry for that. You get, I'm sorry you even had to hear that. But uh, he's like, yeah, but give him, like, a little sickness, and we'll see how he does. So, you know, God gives him the common cold. No, he gives him leprosy and he loses his arms and legs. And then he's like sitting there like, God, I uh, still love you, but now I have no arms and legs and uh, my entire way of making money is gone. And uh, my son is really sick. Could you help me out a little bit, please? And God's like, yes, of course, of course. That was enough. And Satan's like, but you, you know, there, yeah, I won't, I won't say it. I won't say it. And God's like, what? No, no, no. I mean, we have the bet going. We might as well. What's up? What's happening? He's like, well, I mean, yeah, you took his son. Yeah. You took his arms and legs. Yeah. You took his way of money, but he still has a wife. And God's like, you son of a bitch. I'm in and goes and makes his wife leave him. And then Job is still like, oh, God, that did help. I appreciate you getting rid of that bitch, but no, I don't have anyone to help me. And then at that point, God, like, kind of unfolds everything and is like, all right, let's stop this. And somehow brings his arms and legs back, make his son good, and bring makes his animals come back with a bunch of other animals. So he has more money than he would have had before. <gasps> and then fucking, I'm pretty sure his bitch wife comes back or something like that. And, uh, you see, I just can't believe that one, literally. Because if I do, then it's like, why why was God making bets with Satan and fucking his, like, his, like, humble follower over like that? I don't know. I'm a crazy motherfucker. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was one of the things I had here. I wanted to also explain what a straw man argument was. This is completely the worst segue ever, but uh, just a 
let you guys know for whenever some stupid okay i won't say woman but some stupid woman tries to use a straw man argument against you a straw man argument is if me and you are arguing guns and let's say you're pro-gun i'm anti-gun this is what an argument between us would look like if we were both using straw man arguments i would say what you just want everybody to have guns every single person to have a military tank and like jets just so they can go around and kill each other and then they would say, oh, what, you want us to have no guns so someone could just roll over us and come invade? Why is that a straw man argument? That probably isn't what either of us believe. Like, if you're the pro-gun person, you probably don't believe that you should have a t- that everybody should have a tank and a jet and should be able to just kill each other when they want. And I probably don't want... This isn't legitimate, by the way, obviously. But I, me as the anti-gun person probably doesn't want all of the guns taken out the street so we can get invaded even though we'd have a military there to like kind of help us but that's not no one's actually making any points there you're diffusing an argument that's just the farthest extent of what they're saying and because it's on the side of what they're saying and you're diffusing it it can be easy to be tricked into thinking that that person just made a point but they didn't Whenever someone does that shit, call them out. Say, that was a straw man argument. You're arguing against something that I don't believe. And then make it clear what you believe. And then they can't really attack you like that anymore. I mean, they could, but then at that point, it's going to be so blatantly obvious. You can just say, I don't really want to have a conversation with you anymore because you're not honest. And you're a fucking crazy person. I don't know. Straw man argument. Watch out for it. Uh, I had a question. I mean, you guys could hit me up, I guess, about this if you wanted to. It's going to be a lot better whenever I have the live show with Jake, which uh, I'm a retard and can't think of a good name for it. And Jake is just being nice and not trying to hurt my feelings. But if you guys, like, I keep on throwing out names and they're bad, is what I'm saying. But if you guys have any ideas for me and Jake, I mean, the idea I have right now is that N8H8 plus J8K show, which is just the Nate Hate plus Jake show. Uh, I don't know, I think that fucking flows, but probably retarded. Fucking, if you have a name for that, send it in. And that'll eventually be live, by the way, guys. I'm gonna have a website, and you can go on there, watch our live videos. You can fucking check out live scores of sports and shit. That is what is on the way. So be on the lookout for that. But then I guess you'll be able to really instantly give feedback. But, um... I'm a retard, so I gotta look back at my notes and see what it was. Oh yeah, can dogs feel shame? I don't know. I guess you'd have to define shame, what that means to you. I kind of think that that would be like uh, a moment of self-awareness where you understand that you're vulnerable. Like, not where you understand you're vulnerable. You understand the specific thing, area in which you're vulnerable. Like me. If I was beating my dick in, like, the middle of a public parking lot or something, and then people walked up and were like, ah, he's beating his dick, I'd be ashamed of myself because I see that my dick is out, and I'm beating my dick, and all these people are seeing me do the thing that I didn't really want to do. I don't know if a dog could really have that. Like, if a dog was shitting in the middle of, like, a field, and, like, well, that's actually a weird argument because when I used to take my dogs for a walk, if one of them was shitting and I was watching, he wouldn't want me to watch. He'd, like kind of stop shitting and, like, just hold it in and get constipated, I guess. But I don't... 
I don't know what that is. Maybe that is like literally a survival thing of I don't want to get caught lacking while I'm taking a shit because something could come and wipe me out. I don't really know if that'd be more of a. Well, I mean, I guess based off of what I just said, that would make that true, which means that I definitely have to be wrong and why you shouldn't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. But can a dog feel shame? Like if a dog ate a baby and like a person came home and saw that because they left their, I don't know, typically, I guess people forget their babies at home. But um, imagine that, that if that was the thing and someone left their baby home and like the German Shepherd ate it. If they yelled at their German Shepherd and they hit him and their German Shepherd curled his tail in between his legs, would it be because he's upset that the owner's upset at him or would it be because he's truly ashamed of his actions? I kind of feel like it would be the first one or the yeah I kind of feel like that'd be the first one like I don't know that the dog would really know that his actions were wrong but then again that's literally B.F. Skinner a psych- psychologist that taught pigeons how to play ping pong and drop homing missiles on people in World War II he uh I mean he showed that like you can teach anything anything by reward and punishment like if I wanted to teach you to Set a t- set a dinner table, like I wouldn't just say set the dinner table and throw it out there, but like be like here, hold this plate, and then maybe you hold the plate and I'm like I'll give you a pat on the head, thank you, and like a father, and then, yeah, just imagine this is a me training a, my son, I want him to set the table, give him a pat on the head after he takes the plate, maybe he, I give him the plate and say can you hand this back to me please, and he hands it back to me, and then. I would just, I would pat him on the head and say thank you that was really nice of you, and then maybe I take a couple steps back. Like this is imagining he can't even walk or not can't walk, but he's just learning to walk. And like I really want to get him to help set the table early, and maybe then I hand him the plate, take a couple steps back, and I say, can you walk over and bring it to me? And then if he does it, then I would positively reward him again. And through this, he would teach him whenever I do the this action. It's getting a positive reward, so it, it must be good. So I'm going to keep on doing it. But let's say when I took those three steps back, he took the plate, held it up, and threw it on the ground as hard as he could. I could look at him and say, hey, don't do that. And that would be his negative repercussion because, I mean, you don't want to get reprimanded by a person who you respect if it's your father. And then I, I would do the same thing. And let's say that he did the same thing again. And then said, no. Then I would maybe grab his arm, look him in the eyes so he like knows I'm serious and say, hey, don't do that, man. I don't want you to break the plate. I have a specific reason that I don't want you to do that. Please don't do that. And then if he did it again, basically you get it. I'm trying to train him that the behavior that I don't want is going to get him a result that he doesn't want. And therefore, not therefore trying to sound smart and I fucking catch myself being retarded and then teaching him that the good actions that I want are going to be rewarded with good, like a good thing in return. And that's what P.F. Skinner was doing is teaching things like that. Teaching things, teaching pigeons shit, like dropping homing missiles and ping pong. He was teaching them like that. And I don't know if, that is really that pigeon understanding like that. Let's say he didn't start with homing missiles, by the way, he was starting with like 
delivering mail. Well, let's say like he wanted it to go from like Cincinnati to fucking Pittsburgh and it ended up in fucking, I don't know, name some ran Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where there's a bunch of fucking not Mormons, Quakers. <clears throat> Sorry. And, um, if uh, that pigeon gets there, then B.F. Skinner would go and he would strangle its children in front of it. <laughs> then it would know not to go to the wrong spot again. But would it be a uh, pigeon knowing that it really wasn't supposed to go to that spot? Or would it be like kind of a reaction of like whenever you put your hand on the stove and like you jump off before you actually feel the heat because your body, I can't remember. I think it's like your Paris and... Yeah, I'm not even going to try to remember that. But fucking, your body is going to react to that before you actually feel it. Because it's just safer that way. And maybe that's what the pigeon's doing as opposed to actually understanding and being ashamed of his actions. And that's where I'm kind of thinking with dogs is like, I mean, they would kind of encircle all animals. It's just like, do they really feel shame or is it just uh, being upset that they made you upset? And I kind of feel like it might be the second one i almost said the latter but i i don't know what that means i know that that would be correct the way i used it but i don't know what that means so i'm gonna try not to use that but um yeah i don't i don't know man what do you guys think you gotta let me know (sighs) man i one thing i'm really confused about is why we haven't invaded canada and mexico and just kind of made them other states Okay, I haven't thought about this or anything, but, like, if I had, like, the way we could do it is just throwing a shit ton of divisions on our western border with Canada, because our border with Canada is split into two by the Great Lakes, and just throw them all, like, the Montana portion, that big part, throw a bunch of divisions there, maybe smack some divisions on the other side, too, and you're going to have them fight, but you don't want to push in through land. Pushing in through land isn't optimal. We have naval supremacy. So we're going to come in. If you look at the geography of Canada, there's a little opening on the eastern side where you could slide in and make a naval invasion right on there on Toronto or fucking not Toronto. I think it's Montreal. That's their fucking capital. Whatever. You can land right there. And that's where we'd land. Their divisions would be stacked up on the border. Turn around like, oh, shit, they're here. And then, once they turn around to handle that, we rush in with everything we have from the New England front, because they would probably not do much on the Western front. And meanwhile, we stack a fuck ton of divisions on the Mexican border, and we televise it as we're invading Canada, and show these fucking filthy spicks that they are next, and we will be coming for them. So then they're going to take their entire army and stack it on the border, and we're going to do the same thing to them that we did to Canada is naval invade them and land probably, I don't know, right behind them. And then whenever they see they're encircled, they give up, give us all their guns and shit. And we march to the capital and that's our country now. Canada might be a little bit harder, but we keep on going. And now we own that. I mean, we're not getting that much resources out of it, but Justin Trudeau is a faggot and he doesn't even look good in blackface, but he does do it very well. And I mean... If you've done anything 40 times, I'd hope you could do it pretty well. In Mexico, clean up the drug lords. And then we have our vacation state. That'd be amazing. I mean, I haven't thought about that or anything. Like, 
this is just completely me bullshitting. Like, uh, so maybe, maybe I'm planning a fascist takeover. Eh? What to do? Yeah. Okay. That made me think, how the fuck did Italians slip out of being Italian and into being white? When did that shit happen? Because I remember back in the good old days in the 1920s, I remember because I was there, we were treating those fucking guidos like they were the fucking yinzo wops that they are. They are not a white. They are like Jews. As a matter of fact, they're very similar to Jews. Pretty similar to Yugoslavians. All three disgusting. And personally, white people, I would petition for you guys to start treating them like they're colored people again. Just because their skin is kind of similar to yours doesn't mean they're the same culture. They fucking talk with their hands, I say, as I'm sitting here speaking with my hands like a fascist idiot. They, I don't know, man. These these Italians, they got cocky. And now they're going around being racist, pretending that they're white. And it's like, hey, fucking WAP. I don't know if you remember this, but my Carthage niggas came in and raped your stupid little island, Sicily. And that's why you hate those fucking European niggers. I mean, Sicilians are basically the Irish people of Italy. And what I mean by that is Irish people are the European niggers. But so are Sicilians because they're they're like the mobsters and everybody hates them. You know, I explain myself to you guys. But I kind of feel like I'm right on this one. Italian people aren't white. There's no way. I'm not letting that one slide. I'm sorry. But Italian people aren't white. Who else isn't white? Um, Let's see. German people are white. That's a fact. French people, they are not white. They're disgusting. They're annoying. They're cowards. Other than Napoleon, they like to give up a lot. They don't really like to fight. I don't have any respect for French people. I'm sorry. So that's it. I didn't have anything positive to say about them. I mean, you guys are good at soccer, faggots. No one else cares. I mean, if America sent our best athletes to play that sport, then we'd be the best. Ladanian Tomlinson would fucking do backflips down the field for no apparent reason whenever fucking Percy Harvin would sprint and slide tackle 30 yards to steal the ball off of someone and also fucking do a backhand spring. I don't, I don't know. That's what I imagine you'd do if you were athletic. But... That is all my time. So, play out on the extremely loud, don't know why I'm going to do it song. Fuck the juice. And black people. Italian sound bites.